0: Welcome to Macquarie Street, the national political podcast coming to you from the crucible of Australian democracy. Here's your host, Lyle Shelton. Well, g'day and welcome to the first edition of the Macquarie Street political podcast for 2022. I hope you've had a fantastic Christmas break and a happy new year. It's great to be back with you. I've had a break and feel refreshed despite catching COVID over the Christmas period. My symptoms were very mild. I've had worse colds. Perhaps the vaccine doses I received helped, but there is so much we don't know about this virus, which escaped from a Chinese Communist Party laboratory in Wuhan. There's no doubt in my mind that vaccines have played a role in preventing deaths and keeping people out of hospitals. But I also think we need a more nuanced debate about their role in this public health emergency. COVID continues to defy the certainties our politicians and public health officials are trying to give us. Omicron emerged late last year, and has again overturned the tables, ripping through the world at lightning speed. Thankfully, it's a very mild variant, as I discovered. And worldwide, very few people are dying from it, unlike the early stages of the pandemic. Many experts are saying this is good news, and that Omicron may well be what causes this pandemic to peter out. Let's hope and pray that happens. Over the break, I listened to the US podcaster Joe Rogan's three-hour interview with Dr. Robert Malone, a vaccinologist and inventor of the mRNA technology behind most of the COVID vaccines we are using. I also listened to my friend George Christensen, the federal member for Dawson in North Queensland, as he interviewed Dr. Peter McCullough, Uh, an epidemiologist with considerable expertise. McCullough advocates the use of vaccines, particularly in vulnerable people, but also thinks there is a place for other treatments. With George being labelled a conspiracy theorist by uh, Anthony Albanese this week and the ABC, and Dr Malone cancelled from Twitter for daring to speak with Joe Rogan and his 11 million listeners, I thought it was time to push back on the silencing and demonisation of discussion. So I spoke with George from his home in Mackay during the week uh, about his new podcast series called Pandemic Unmasked. I'll bring that discussion with George to you shortly. But first, what can Christians expect from politics in 2022? One thing is for sure, there will certainly be no let up in the war on life, family and freedom. I wish I had better news, but enduring hardship with joy is part of the gospel, even if not often preached. We're going to need bucket loads of courage and resilience in 2022 and most likely for years to come. Christians have faced worse in history and prevailed, but we can't sugarcoat things. Two federal parliamentary inquiries hang over from 2021 examining the Morrison government's religious discrimination bill. This bill is also in turn a hangover from the 2017 same-sex marriage law change, which creates legal vulnerabilities for those of us who believe the truth about marriage and children's gender. A glance through the list of submissions on the Parliament's website shows every LGBTIQA plus and pro-abortion group, many of them taxpayer-funded, are lining up against Christians being free to speak and act on their beliefs about marriage, gender and life. A well-organised coalition which includes modern liberals of the Morrison government is determined to neuter the bill before the election. That both Houses of Parliament are looking at a bill which, if it was not about freedom for Christians, would be unremarkable is a tell. Public hearings continue this month and both inquiries report on February the 4th. Even if the Bill's useful clauses, particularly the protections for Christian schools, make it through the inquiry process, the Bill is expected to face stiff opposition in the Parliament from the Greens, Labor and the modern Liberals. With an election due in either March or May, and I think the smart money is on May, the chances of meaningful protections for freedom of religion being legislated are very low. The other unfinished business from 2021 is euthanasia. New South Wales was the last state standing, but a bill to allow doctors to kill patients sailed through the lower house of the parliament uh, just before Christmas. An upper house committee is looking uh, at this legislation, but passage through the upper house will be a formality in the coming weeks, uh, I expect. It's ironic that one of the key drivers of same-sex marriage and abortion, Independent MP Alex Greenwich, has also led what is shaping up to be a successful euthanasia campaign. He has faced very little opposition. There has been too much silence in the face of evil. The war on children's gender will continue in 2022. Schools will keep teaching gender fluid ideology and run LGBTIQA plus indoctrination days called Wear It Purple. Again, politicians remain largely silent. One Nation's Mark Latham and the Christian Democratic Party's Fred Nile are rare exceptions. Courageous Tasmanian Liberal Senator Claire Chandler is pushing a private senator's bill to save women's and girls' sport from the incursion of biological males, but is getting no public support from Scott Morrison. Sadly, this bill seems to be going nowhere, just as Queensland MP George Christensen's bill to render medical care for babies born alive after botched abortions also went nowhere. There is no will and courage within the Liberal and National parties on these very important issues. If a Labor-Greens government led by Anthony Albanese is elected, expect the radical left and the libertarian right to double down on anti-child, anti-life and anti-free speech legislation. The Morrison government's anemic religious discrimination bill will be off the agenda and further restrictions on Christians will be on the cards if Albanese follows the lead of state Labor leaders like Daniel Andrews. Albanese's own left faction will demand this of him. There will also be elections in South Australia in March and Victoria in October. Both governments, despite Stephen Marshall in South Australia being liberal, uh, and Daniel Andrews, both have backed abortion, euthanasia, and criminalizing parents for seeking to protect their children from radical LGBTIQA ideology. Both governments deserve to be thrown out. On a personal note, but one that will affect all Christians eventually, the anti-free speech legal case against me by two drag queens shows no sign of going away. After almost two years and $70,000 in legal fees, it drags on. No uh, pun intended. (laughs) This is going to be another big year for those who dare to tell the truth. This week, a bloke won Best Actress at the Golden Globes. As Charles Wesley wrote from his deathbed to the young British politician William Wilberforce, let's not be weary in doing good. That's got to be our prayer and our action in 2022. Happy New Year. Now, whenever I see left-wing elites or the mainstream media trying to shut down debate, I'm immediately suspicious. I'm not anti-COVID vaccination, but I want to see a more nuanced debate My friend George Christensen is often demonised unfairly, but one thing he can't be accused of is lack of courage. George is the Liberal National Party member for Dawson in North Queensland, based in Mackay. I spoke to him this week about his interview with the world-renowned physician, Dr Peter McCullough. Well, good evening, everyone, or hello, if you're watching the delayed broadcast during the day. My name's Lyle Shelton. Uh, It's my privilege to have with me uh, my good friend, George Christensen, MP, the member for Dawson in uh, central North Queensland, um, member of the Liberal National Party. George, thanks very much for joining me on Macquarie Street.
1: Thanks very much, Lyle. Good to be uh, with you here on your uh,
0: live show. Thank you. Thank you. Live and and delayed for those who will get the podcast on Friday. But uh, for those who are watching tonight, um, you're in for something, uh, in for a real treat, I think. George, I was really keen to get you on tonight because... Uh, you've just released a, a podcast series yourself called Pandemic Unmasked and you've got some very big names on it. I was listening to it uh, two days ago on my run, uh, your interview with um, Dr. Peter McCulloch. He's an in, 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 internist, you can explain what that is, a cardiologist, I think I know what that is, and an um, epidemiologist and he's had a lot to say about uh, mm-hmm. the responses to the pandemic uh, based in the United States. He's a medical expert. But um, this podcast is causing quite a stir. George, give us a bit of the background to what's happened. Well, firstly,
1: the internist, I think it's internist is how you'd say it. And it just means a doctor of internal medicine. So uh, that's what Peter is, along with all of the other uh, stuff. He's actually one of the, the most um, extensively uh, written doctors. Like he's got, you know, papers galore that are out there. Uh, and yet he's being um, censored and sidelined and, uh, and ridiculed all because he has got some pretty firm views on, on the vaccines. He's also got some pretty firm views on, uh, on treatments that have largely been suppressed. And it's not just hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin, Probably said things that'll get you cancelled off Facebook. Oh, I, I noticed on
0: your on your <laughs> podcast when I was listening to it, those words were were um, blotted out with a bit of a a, a, scrunch, a bit of a scrunchy sort of a sound that um, obscured them.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Well, the full uncensored version is is up. We did make two versions. One that was uh, big tech friendly and the other one that was just uh, the truth. And so, um, uh, you know, but it, isn't it sad in this day and age, which is exactly why I've made this uh, podcast, that we've just got so censorious. And as you've pointed out, um, it's already come, uh, you know, up in in, in headlights, the, uh, the podcast, in a negative way because um, the media have attacked it as peddling conspiracy theories yeah. and the... Uh, and Anthony Albanese has attacked it as being dangerous. Um, well, it, it's, it's it's neither of those things, but their reaction is exactly why that I wanted to make this podcast. And I'm so pleased to see that it's, uh, it's just nudging outside of the top 10 news podcasts in Australia right now. And hopefully by the end of today, it will be um, in the top 10 um, uh, because the messages from Dr McCullough, The messages from Augusto Zimmerman, Professor of Law. The messages from Nikolai Petrovsky, uh, who's an Australian uh, vaccine developer. Uh, The messages from Dr Robert Malone, who's already been widely heard on the Joe Rogan experience. Um, In in so many others, they all need to be heard by the Australian public because largely those messages are not getting through the mainstream media law
0: no that's exactly right and um i want to hasten to add that um i'm not someone who's anti the COVID vaccine uh, you and i might have yeah. different views on that but uh yeah. i listened to joe rogan um interview uh, dr robert malone last week mm-hmm. uh, and this, this is this phenomenal three-hour podcast and um look i i, I found it a very compelling gripping. discussion it was it was absolutely gripping this guy is no you know, Dr. Robert Malone um, invented the mRNA vaccine. He's invented the mRNA vaccine. He is um, certainly not a nutter. And of course, um, Dr. Peter McCullough, who you just mentioned, who I listened to on your podcast, that was uh, two half hour versions. Um, Now, these are big names internationally. Now, I'm not much, I'm not that concerned about who's right or who's wrong on the whole, should we vax, should we not vax argument. Um, But I think people should be allowed to have access to the information. And I found the information very compelling and the fact that um, Robert Malone was kicked off Twitter just uh, because yeah. it was announced that he was going uh, on the Joe Rogan experience uh, I just find that chilling and uh, and the fact that Anthony Albanese and uh, the ABC have attacked you today about having dr. Peter McCullough whether you agree or not what on mm-hmm. earth is happening in our world in this country?
1: Well, the interesting thing is the attack came uh, because i raised the topic that uh, dr robert malone raised uh, with joe rogan which was about mass formation psychosis now actually um, this interview that i did with um, peter McCullough actually was done before that joe rogan podcast and interestingly the interview with uh, dr robert malone that i did that's going to air i think tomorrow on the good source uh, that was also done before his appearance on joe rogan Um, and we talked about that at length as well, because uh, I'd, I'd heard about this um, uh,
0: theory, I guess you could say. Um, yeah, well uh, just explain for theory. our audience, what, what is mass formation psychosis? The ABC called it a conspiracy theory today. What, what is the thing the ABC is so concerned about?
1: <laughs> May ABC, just the fact that they call it a conspiracy theory. I see the even the Australian as a conservative a newspaper that it is. They, they typified it as, I believe that our political leaders and media leaders have been hypnotised and that's why they're putting in place all the yeah. policies that they are. That is that's not, not what it is. No, Not even close to being truth. I mean, and as for a conspiracy theory, go and have a look at some of the great uh, great names in psychology, uh, whether it's Carl Jung or whether it's uh, Gustave Le Bon. Um, even some of the names outside of psychology that, uh, uh, that were in the field of, of, of public relations and, and the like, um, uh, Merlew. Uh, there's many others that I could cite. Charles Mackay, he wrote the book On the Madness of Crowds.
0: Uh, and so no, there's Doug a Douglas, Douglas Murray, Douglas Murray. No, no,
1: no there was a, a book before that. Um, okay. I'm not saying the correct title, but sorry. So right. Charles Mackay wrote this is many many years ago wrote a book called um, popular delusions and the madness yeah. of crowds so uh douglas uh, murray's book uh, uh uh was based on that on that right uh, gotcha. on that original book
0: but and, george we've only um, got to listen look around to see mass formation psychosis in in terms of people wearing masks you know by themselves in a park outdoors um, all sorts of irrational behavior that this pandemic has has caused in people i mean that that's simply what dr malone and others are referring to surely
1: that's correct so this is i mean while i'm going through all that history is that uh, this is not a conspiracy theory it's been established this sort of pattern of behavior it explains why crowds why societies even uh, go mad and and uh it's been popularized during this pandemic by uh, professor out of Ghent uh, University in Belgium by the name of Matthias Desmet, um, but but he's just looked at at what every other theorist uh, on this phenomenon has uh, has written about, um, taken some pointers, applied it to what's going on right now, and said, "Whoa, this, yeah, it, yeah we've got a whole heap of green lights here, guys. Um, you know, we've had people that have been isolated from each other." Uh, we've got uh, everyone focusing on this common point of absolute fear. Um, yeah. We've got uh, people up there brandishing what they believe to be the, uh, the only panacea to that point yeah. of fear. And uh, what we've also got is the creation of the other, and that is anyone that is speaking against the narrative becomes the other. And anyone that refuses the solution to this point of fear definitely becomes uh the scapegoat yep. and it, it just meets all of the parameters and so uh it does, I, I think it, it explains a lot if you know i don't think people have been hypnotized i think that's a a, a word that's probably um, uh, just applied to explain to people how this can possibly happen but that being captured yeah. And conditioned. Because if you hear only one side of the story through the mainstream media, through the political elite, through big tech, because everything else is being censored, well, you are going to join the chorus of fear as well. It's just surprising that people like you and I actually believe what we believe when we've been subjected to the same thing as yeah. most other people.
0: Well, George, the thing that struck me in listening to uh, the the 60 minutes of content you provided with um, uh, Dr McCullough and the the three hours on the Joe Mm -hmm. Rogan experience, and I'll really look forward to hearing uh, your interview with Dr Malone, uh, which, as you say, was recorded before Joe Rogan. Mm. But the thing that interested me is um, neither of these men were anti-the COVID vaccine or anti-COVID vaccine, but I think what they're saying is there are nuances in this debate. I mean, Dr McCullough himself said that he thinks, um, you know, vulnerable people over the age of 65 should be vaccinated. He he wasn't on your podcast spreading an anti-vax message. Um, Dr Malone wasn't spreading... An anti-vax message. This has become a pejorative term, but what I heard them saying uh, was giving nuances in this debate as medical experts and saying, "Look, you know, this is this is what's happened in the pandemic. This has been the health response, and this is where we need further discussion and debate. Whether it's on on potential side effects, whether it's on whether the vaccines are as uh, efficacious as what we were led to believe. Mm-hmm. All of these things, I think, need further discussion, particularly as we've reached." You know this point in the pandemic where omicron has now come in it's changing all the time and yet we're not allowed to discuss the sort of things that um that you're discussing why is that <clears throat> give us more, your perspective as a member of parliament why why are we seeing this why why can't your government uh, allow discussion on, on these things that, that you know don't they believe that we the people deserve to know or to or to have a nuanced debate
1: Oh, look, I think to be fair, that th- there has been those discussions uh, that have happened um, within the government behind closed doors. But and look, that's you know, a, therein lies with... the
0: problem, George, <laughs> with respect.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. Uh, but rather than point the finger at um, one element of this, and that's that being the government, uh, I'm going to talk more um, nationally or or even globally, and you can say that um, it, it just. Uh, that, that theory that I talked about explains quite a lot. It's like people believe that we are in a war and no one should talk against our side. And so, you know, the the, the, the idea, the ideas to tackle this pandemic were decided right at the beginning. And even after all the things that, that um, didn't eventuate, like all the uh, predictions and the modeling out of the Imperial College in London, um, even after there were adverse events in uh, vaccines like AstraZeneca, it was still no, 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 no. Just plough straight ahead. We've just got to keep on going. Don't speak out. You're an anti vaxxer um, You, you, you don't want us to be saved. You want people to die. That's not, no one said that at all. No one said, oh, we want people to die. Um, but you know, it, it is. I just can't help but think that if this was any other vaccine, any of them any of them to be quite honest, that are on the market right now in Australia, Lyle. If there are any other uh, vaccine for any other virus, given the level of adverse events and the level of deaths reported, and and, and I I, I do say reported, not the ones that are officially done, but we've got ones that, 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 that the TGA say, well, they're the official ones that we can establish a link. But I've got to tell you, that does not mean that the other deaths, that there is no link with the vaccine. It's just that it's they
0: this whole causation versus correlation issue. Yeah, here. yeah.
1: So, um, you know, and I, and I actually wrote to the TGA and I asked these questions, so I know that what I'm saying is right. Um, but, but, uh, uh you know, you know, any other vaccine would have been pulled off the market, I reckon. And uh, I've asked many doctors that and they said, well, absolutely. But, but, you know, forget forget safety, forget all of those issues because we've just got to plough through and fix this problem uh and that's
0: george is the counterpoint to that though that um and this is where people like me have been prepared to and and i think probably most australians actually been willing to cut the government a bit of slack okay we're we're in a pandemic we've got this virus that's you know come out of a laboratory uh from the chinese communist party that was you know considered a conspiracy theory 12 months ago as well but you'll just park that um you cut the government a bit of slack we knew that um, you know, Donald Trump developed the vaccines essentially in, in America. Um, you know, Operation Warp Speed. Um, we knew that there was an experimental nature to it. The choice was take a vaccine that probably you know hadn't had all of the, the testing, or or subject yourself to COVID, um, which also has all sorts of unknown risks for, for many people. Now we're into Omicron now, and it looks like it's petering out, and that's the the great news. And let's hope that that keeps on that trajectory. But you know, going back, you know, three or four months before Omicron. Um, you'd have to say, you know, it's it's a bit of a toss-up. Yes, there's some problems with the vaccines. We're hearing all this, this stuff. But there's also a lot of people getting really sick with COVID and the risk of our hospital systems being overwhelmed. I mean, for me, that was probably the driver. Okay, what was the alternative to preserving the hospital systems um, and, and saving lives uh, to, to vaccination?
1: But I think that's been largely uh the narrative that we've just heard and if we scratch the narrative and see what the facts are they're two different things um sure at the very start of this pandemic i was as worried as the next person about a large-scale outbreak that was going to lead to a lot of deaths because that was the information that we were hearing now it didn't eventuate and in fact very very early in the piece well before the vaccines were developed a uh, an epidemiologist by the name of dr john Ioannidis. Had a paper published in, nonetheless, than the World Health Organization bulletin, and that paper looked at, um, I think it's called seroprevalence. Uh, so, looking at analyses of blood to determine how far spread, uh, widespread, the um, COVID nineteen actually was in the population, rather than just cases. So, they uh, you have two different rates of measuring fatality from a virus case fatality rate, which is just the number of cases, but it's always wrong really in determining what the true number is because not everyone reports the cases. So uh, they then go to a different number of different measures, uh, mainly looking at blood samples to determine uh, infection fatality rate. Now he determined that infection fatality rate, uh, an average across I think about 50 or so countries, from memory, and it was 0.27%. So Lyle, when I told people that number, they got angry at me and they said, oh, you're spreading lies. And then I had it bookmarked on my phone to bring it up and show them, you know, here it is. World Health Organization bought them. Look, you know, this is the number. And, and when I would show them that, there would be disbelief for a few moments and then anger at the media. Because people thought that if they caught COVID, there'd probably be a 50% chance, 40% chance, or something like that of dying. But to figure that there is a 0.27% chance of dying yeah. right. really puts this in perspective. And no, it and does,
0: now we've got it doesn't, but, but, yeah. you, right, but, but it still different. would have but it's still. but there was, there's still a, um, you know, prior to Omicron, there was still a significant risk of large numbers of people requiring treatment in intensive care units of our hospitals. And um, the whole idea behind the vaccination was to try and prevent that. Um, are, are you saying that was the wrong mm-hmm. strategy?
1: I'm saying that we put all our eggs in one basket. one basket. And guess what? That basket's got a lot of holes in it because I see the virus spreading everywhere right now. We've just picked the lucky drawer I guess, in that... Um, you know, it's Omicron that we're dealing with here, which has an incredibly low fatality rate, much lower than zero point seven two seven. Yeah. I haven't yeah. seen uh, what the IFR is on that, but it'd be much, much lower. So, yeah. so, so uh, there are treatments that are out there, Lyle. I mean, um, e- even if I get past the the IV one and the hydroxy yeah. one and yeah. uh, all, all the rest yeah. of the ones that are contested. Um, Do you know that last year, I think it was back in August or September, the TGA actually approved a treatment, a treatment in Australia for COVID-19 that will reduce hospitalisation and deaths by about 80%. Now, I don't know there's many people that actually know that. And we bought only about 7,700 vials of it. Why haven't these treatments been rolled
0: out more? I agree with you on that, and and one of the things, you know, as, as someone who you know is not anti the COVID vaccine, um, I have been annoyed at the suppression of discussion on on these alternatives, and and we've heard what happened in India and, and the like. Um, but again, just playing devil's advocates a little bit, if if, if you're Scott Morrison or Dominic Perate or Anastasia Palache, um, she's probably a bad example, but. Uh, You try to deal with a public health emergency, there is a risk of your hospitals being overwhelmed. You've got to act quickly. Um, And and there's no doubt, you know, that vaccinations uh, do reduce um, the need for ICU, do keep people out of hospital. I I don't think we we dispute that. The question is, um, could there have been other measures taken in combination, as you say, did we put all the eggs in the the one basket? And, And I think early on in the pandemic, you can cut governments a bit of slack perhaps for not doing that. Um, But I guess the reason I'm interested in your podcast and Joe Rogan's is that I think we're further down the track now and the time has gone uh, well past for, well, you should never suppress discussion, but we've got to open up this debate more and more.
1: The the reality is too, um, I talk about the basket, it's what's in the basket. If it was... um Vaccines that were traditional vaccines, and yes, I accept that the developers of those vaccines have been slow, but um, you know, uh, doing a safe vaccine takes time, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah, it, yeah. it can't be rushed. And the fact that we've had so many rushed, uh, and mark my words, it will be found out down the track that there were lies and there were obfuscations by major vaccine manufacturers of mRNA vaccines. Yeah. Uh, that 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 weren't told about to the TGA, or yeah. that perhaps even yeah. the TGA knew about but turned a blind eye yeah. to a blind yeah. eye to. And I hope, I hope like hell that there isn't long term safety effects, uh, because that is the one question that we do not know about. Law, we really don't know. And this is not George Christensen's opinion. Yeah. I can pick up the documents in the TGA, the approval documents for both Pfizer and Moderna, and, and in the delegates um, uh, delegates approval. It actually says in there, what are the deficiencies? And one of the key deficiencies highlighted in both Pfizer and Moderna's approval was the lack of long-term safety data. Of course, yeah. there can't be any long-term safety data because the things only have been developed. And and so you go from, from there to, um, well, we're gonna force everyone into getting vaccinated. Now, uh, I'm sorry that I really actually don't need a reason to say to anyone, I don't want that substance injected into me, um, but alone just saying that uh, uh, there's no long-term safety data and I want to be sure about long-term safety data, that should be a valid reason enough. But yet people have been sacked yeah. from their jobs, people have been now excluded from polite society, and guess what? The head of Pfizer's has come out today and said two doses does absolutely nothing against Omicron. Yeah, two absolutely. doses will probably do absolutely, yeah. in fact, probably three doses will do nothing against the next variant. Yeah. And perhaps yeah. four doses yeah. will do nothing against the one after that. So what's the difference? Yeah. I mean, um, I'm happy to say I'm not jabbed. You've probably had two jabs, right? Well, I have. Yeah, uh, I've had two. Yeah.
0: And, and by the way, George, I got I got Omicron at Christmas time. Um, the, the vaccine yeah. didn't stop me from getting Omicron. And I had a mate who was unjabbed, yeah. same, same age as me, similar sort of um, physique and health. Um, characteristics uh his his symptoms were probably slightly more severe than mine but but nothing that you, you couldn't deal with um so, so, but, so but, the, yeah.
1: if you if you hadn't have developed omicron uh you, you now have got something called natural immunity and i think that's going to be long-lasting actually
0: well um, well, i guess but... we don't know Do, w- will it i mean um people have had covert on more than one occasion i've heard i, I, I guess yeah, the, the yeah. reason i say that is because i think still think there's a lot we don't know there is a lot we this, don't know um, but um
1: it's sort of, I think that in general you will find that uh, most physicians would suggest that you are protected from yeah. uh, severe uh, reoccurrences of COVID-19 yeah. of the variants that currently exist. Yeah. New variants could pose an issue. Um, uh, but but guess what? As variants develop um, in the main, and I was just speaking to uh, no, I, I, won't, I, won't, I won't name names, but I was speaking to someone senior in the government uh, 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 about this, and they absolutely concurred uh, with me that um, as variants develop, the usual thing is they weaken. They weaken. So um, I think you're right. I think the pandemic's over. I think that Omicron's just um, doing its job at building up natural immunity. Uh, but the crazy thing is we still have all these restrictions. Um, and, and Pfizer said today someone double jabbed has no protection, nothing. There's no difference between that person and me. But yet uh, if I was a health worker, I'd be out of a job. They wouldn't. Uh, and right now I can't go into a restaurant and the other person can. Yeah. So there's no logic behind that. And given that we know that's fact now, I mean, the bloody manufacturer is saying it, yeah. then there's no reason to continue it on. And, and, but but But... As, as, as much but, as you so and George, I... Why, why aren't
0: your colleagues up in arms? This, this is the problem. Um, mm. This is why I wanted to have you on and why I want to point people to your podcast and, and if they're really keen, go and watch Joe Rogan's uh, as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, well because yeah. you get a nuanced discussion. It's not conspiracy theories. You, may not, you, you don't have to agree with everything that Dr Malone or Dr McCullough or the other guests that you have say, but um, mm. it's a sensible, intelligent debate. It's not conspiracy theories, Anthony Albanese and uh, the ABC are trying to point out. And uh, my concern is, George, why in our federal parliament, where you've sat for the last um, 10 or more years, uh, why can't um, politicians help lead the nation in a nuanced debate? Why are we treated this way? And why do politicians, uh, from a conservative side of politics, um, contribute to the cancel culture that happens? Um, yeah, I know, I know I'm dropping unit there, but I just think I, our audience want to know.
1: Wanna know. <laughs> I, I don't want to let them off the hook, but I don't want to give uh, extra reasons for people to come at me. But uh, uh, what I'll say is this, in answering your question in a roundabout way, politics is downstream of culture. Our cultural institutions, one of the very big ones is the media. And man, look at the Novak Djokovic uh, debacle. That was entirely and utterly media-driven. Clickbait, yeah. clickbait news that led to... Um, uh, a decision, whether you want to say it was good or bad. Again, the courts actually ruled that it was a bad decision, so that's uh, the independent umpire there, and uh, uh, away we go. And that's been the whole uh, system. In, in 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 that's 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 how everything has been, and everything has played out in this pandemic. I think that it's largely been driven by um, by headlines, uh, and and it's very sad. But Lyle, can I just say one thing? I mean, me and you, uh, and and so many other people know that uh, with Omicron, it means the pandemic is petering out. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yet we have Gunner up in the Northern Territory saying that the vaccinated have to stay and unvaccinated have to stay. It's in outrageous. Home. It's uh, outrageous. Uh, even if they're even for work. Um. Over in WA, they're going absolutely mad over there. I mean, uh, the, the Premier over there is. Uh, basically wanting to cede the state from the rest of Australia, kick everyone out and says he's going to make life hell for the unvaccinated. Same over in France. Um, You know, uh, Macron said he wanted to ping him off. He said a different word to that. But, but, I mean... And yet
0: Macron's happy to have (laughs) Novak Djokovic play in the French Open, uh, unlike (laughs) Australia. But there's an irony for you. George, um, okay. we're probably going to have to wind this up. I know you've had yeah, a massively right? busy day, and I really want to say thanks so much for giving up you your time. Uh, tell people, George, where they can go to access your interviews with uh, Dr. McCullough and uh, the one with Dr. Malone, which is going to drop, I think you said, tomorrow. So for those who are listening to this on Friday, that will have been yesterday. But where can people go to access that content?
1: So uh, you can go to Apple Podcasts, you just type in Conservative One. Pandemic unmasked. I think if you even just type in conservative one, it'll come up. But it's on all those platforms. It's on uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, okay. SoundCloud. Uh, and if you want to look at it in video form, the easiest way is to go to www.goodsource.news, and you'll see the video form uh, there. David Pello, who runs uh, the Good Source yep. platform, who you and I know, Lyle has done a very good job in producing these podcasts, and so he's. Running them in his
0: platform, fantastic. He's providing a great service, and of course, the edited version of of this talk will be with my Macquarie Street political podcast, uh, which, which will drop on on Friday. But George, uh, thank you so much again for your time. Um, thank you for what you're doing for free speech and free debate, whether people agree or not. Um, uh, it's important we have the discussion, and uh, I. I get really disturbed with the persecution that you cop in the media. And uh, that's another reason why I wanted to have you tonight. So thanks so much, George. And um, we'll look forward to chatting again sometime soon.
1: See you later from tropical North Queensland, mate.
0: (laughs) Good night all. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. Please share this podcast with your friends. Be a force multiplier and help get the word out. There's no point hiding our light under a bushel. Well, that's it for Macquarie Street for this week. A special thanks to Dave Pello and the team at GoodSource News for producing Macquarie Street and lining up again to do it this year. For lots of excellent conservative commentary, go to GoodSource.News. Thanks so much for your company. Bye for now.